0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Once it's exemplified, once you give someone over to the things that they want, typically they'll destroy themselves and others with their own desires. Did you have that one relationship that you just felt like they were super crazy? Maybe like psychopath, maybe like sociopath, maybe even got to the place of wondering, like, it seems like there's something more at play here. It seems like there might be something where... I don't know, maybe they're possessed or maybe they're they're the devil or like something like that is because typically when you're with a narcissist and you see it happen over and over and over and over again of them degrading and hurting, devaluing and abusing another person, you're like, this can't exist. Like this can't be something that you can wrap your mind around being like, hey, another person is doing this to someone that they say that they love. Well, typically you don't see a narcissist show that type of love, that type of care. And so oftentimes it leads to ponder the question, is this person possessed? Are they a demon? You know, what actually is going on? What evil is actually going on that this person would be this awful, would be this mean, would be this rude and calculating and cold to hurt and destroy another person? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this platform to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do it on multiple different platforms. We do it on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. If you don't follow us, look us up under Raw Motivations. Also, we have the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Check that out. If you want to hear from the wife's perspective, feel free to be able to check out our new podcast that we dropped just recently called Trauma Drama in Life. Gives you like a sneak peek into our lives, but also starts to dive into our story, what we've actually gone through, the stuff that I've put her through, and where we are today. We'd love to have you engage with that. Just look up Trauma, Drama, and Life on Apple Podcasts and be able to check that out. If you guys want to join a community of like-minded people that are here for your healing, growth, and change, then check out the NARC app. We've been developing this over the past year, trying to be able to help give people courses, accountability, advice, encouragement, so that they can get together with people who have been through the same stuff that have experienced the crazy-making of being with a narcissist and have gotten free or still on that journey as they get free to help you continue in yours. So check that out. We'd love to have you log in so you can engage with the weekly lives that happen inside the app and then also the monthly coaching, whereas either myself or coaches from around the globe that come together to try to help you grow, heal, and change. So I'd love to have you be a part of that. If you want to look into that, just download it. Um, You can look at it at narcapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P, narcapp.com. Stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community narcapp.com if you want to talk to me one-on-one go to rawmotivations.com would love to interact with you there be able to help you on your healing growth and change i try to work with people mainly three big buckets and that's working on breaking the trauma bond kind of rewiring your mindset to actually get you free and stay free from the narcissist to help get through the rumination and the detox phase so that you no longer want to go back and so that it's no longer a pull to you and then also work on building the boundaries one, to keep you safe from going back. And then two, to help you not get with a toxic person down the road. So if you want to talk sometime, you can go to rawmotivation.com. We'd love to partner with you and help you in your growth, healing, and change so a lot of times people ask and they they come to the conclusion that hey the narcissist must be possessed or there must be a demon or they're the devil or stuff like that and i think it's healthy for a lot of people to acknowledge that you know i believe it and there's a lot of people that believe that demons and angels do exist out there well as long as god and as well as god exists too and a lot of times we see in the narcissistic relationship probably the most popular one that we see is the black eyes you know, when the rage happens, when the anger happens at such a high level, it just like flips the switch. All of a sudden, their eyes go completely black with rage. And you're like, wait a second, this person has to be a demon. I think a lot of times, you know, even I wanted to come to that conclusion of like, oh, that must be what it is because of Supernatural, because that's what the demons look like on that TV show of like, hey, this is what it is. The fact is, we don't really know, not really 100% but the idea would be like oh they have the black eyes like oh they're raging like this it seems like they must have a demon it seems like something must be going on there because a lot of times with narcissism you see attributes that are exemplified that would look maybe demonic or would look like the devil or would look just evil in general when we talk about those type of things like pride or like arrogance or entitlement or manipulation or enviousness or like all different types of things that make up narcissism that a lot of times can be leveraged by evil and can be leveraged to perform evil time and time again a lot of times people will see that and wonder is this person the devil is this person a demon like what's actually going on there well i think when it comes down to it a lot of times people want to attach demonic activity n- demons the devil Evil in general to the narcissist because they don't want to admit and they don't want to see that that's actually another human that's doing all this stuff because it doesn't really fit in the perception, in the reality that that person has. Okay, so let me explain it this way a lot of times people want to say, like, Good exists or good is there, which I think is true. But the fact that someone else is capable of being so evil, is capable of being so mean, is capable of producing so much trauma, oftentimes doesn't sit very well. And so we have to be able to justify it and like that doesn't exist or this is what it's labeled as or this is what it is. So they don't have to own up to the fact that like, no, that's a person that's choosing to do mean and evil things to other people. You see, at the end of the day, I don't think that a narcissist needs to have a demon inside them to fulfill the evil that's already there, because I do think there's a lot of evil inside of everybody, but the fact of how we choose to engage with it, the fact of how we choose to engage with even a redemptive nature with God, changes the aspect of the evil that comes out. You see, even if we're just talking about just aspects of pride or entitlement or things like that, all you have to do is let someone continue on that route to the fullest extent, and they'll be worse than anybody that you could ever imagine. Because once it's exemplified, once you give someone over to the things that they want, typically they'll destroy themselves and others with their own desires. That's why I do believe that narcissists as a whole are slaves. They're slaves specifically to their impulse and to their compulsions. They're a slave to the things that they do. They're a slave going back and forth in the same type of cycle, back and forth, back and forth, and they don't get free because they're they're unwilling to be true about who they are. They're unwilling to be true about the shit that's inside. They're unwilling to be honest about, hey, this is what I've done. I don't want to keep doing this cycle and I want to actually change my ways and they start making those decisions. It's interesting. I was, I was reminded of a quote from C.S. Lewis in the Screwtape Letters. And if you haven't read it, it's, it's the, the, the documents of a demon trying to work against um, a Christian, trying to work against a person who becomes a Christian, things like that. And one of the things it says in there is this, the quote is, it is funny how mortals always picture us as putting things into their minds. In reality, our best work is done by keeping things out. Almost like the idea of like, if, if, the, if the devil, if the demon in, in this aspect of the screw tape letters can keep out certain ideas from your mind, certain ideas of, of being able to grow, being able to change, those self-limiting thoughts, but also those limiting thoughts about God and other things out there, as a result, that person will stay trapped. And I think a lot of times we see that in the narcissist side and the survivor side of mentally staying trapped and not being able to process, not being able to work through the things that they need to work through. You see, I don't think a person has to be possessed to be evil or to only make choices for themselves. I think a lot of times they just have to go that way and be like, wow, this choice I made for myself made me feel good in this moment. It becomes an addiction. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. If you believe the Bible, or if you've read about it, you know that inside the Bible, it talks about that everyone is naturally selfish. Everyone is naturally sinful. And it's important to take a look at what's actually going on in the relationship or in the past relationship that you went on and understand like, hey, whether they were possessed or not, what comes down to it is people are naturally going to be sinful. They're actually going to go that route. So you have to first acknowledge what happened. Like, this is what happened in the relationship. This is what happened between me and this other person. This is what happened when they raged, when they got upset, all different types of things. This is actually what happened. Then you have to identify where you are. Not where they are. Where you are. And what you have to do to heal. You see, that's the difference between you and a narcissist, is you can actually identify where you are and you're willing to do that. Is it easy? No, not at all. It's incredibly hard to acknowledge where you are, to acknowledge, hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I've gone through. This is the abuse. This is like everything that I suffered as a victim of narcissistic abuse. This is where I am. That is incredibly hard to be able to admit. But when you do, you can also identify where you want to go. And if you have both points in the map, you can actually start to build a plan to get to where you want to be. But you have to identify in truth of where you are and then what you have to do to heal. Then you have to see what areas that you need to change. There might be aspects in the relationship that you picked up and that you realize, oh, this isn't really who I am. This isn't how I want to be. This isn't how I want to live. And a lot of times people have to go in and start to identify habits to live a changed life and to have changed behavior. Understanding that everyone struggles with evil. Everyone struggles with sin. Everyone struggles with being selfish to different degrees. But if left to own devices, if left to the idea of like, hey, you can be as selfish as you want, and there's no consequences, why wouldn't someone choose that? Because it's easy, and it feels good in that moment. But all it does is it reduces your freedom to actually have the capacity to grow, heal, and change, and you're stuck being a slave to those impulses, to those compulsions. Those are just some of my thoughts on narcissists, possession, demons, devil, that kind of thing. Hope you enjoyed it.